John the news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. John, good to talk to you. Thank you so very much for joining us. Great to be with you. We talk about phone calls that change people's lives. You got that call. Tell us about that call. Yeah, July 27, 2002. Uh, I was vacationing with my family and uh, my sister and our children out in Gimli, Manitoba. And I got a call from a friend, family friend. Uh, took a while to track me down. And, uh, and uh, they said, you better call the Health Sciences Centre. Your parents have uh, been in an accident on the highway and, uh, and you better call there. So, so I did. And uh, they had given me a phone number to call and I called. And uh, by chance, I, uh, I spoke to a nurse. And the nurse happened to be my, my first cousin. It's a classic Manitoba thing. My first cousin who was working uh, as a nurse as an emergency shift. And uh, she said, you know, you and uh, your sister Nancy, I told her I was with Nancy and what was up. She said, you better get in here. Your parents had a really uh, severe car accident on the number one highway. Their vehicle rolled several times. And uh, you better get in here right now because we're not sure about your father. Your mom's, you know, going to be survived, but your father's in pretty rough shape. So we uh, jumped in our car north of Gimli and drove in. And in the wee hours of the 27th into the 28th, we, uh, uh, you know, our new reality uh, came in front of us. My dad was in the, parents were both in the ICU and dad was in pretty bad shape. And, uh, and, and that's where our, our, our sort of healthcare journey started. Uh, at least from my perspective, I was in my early 30s at that point, and we'd been fortunate in life. I'm the youngest of five kids, and was married at the time with young children, and just hadn't had any experience in the healthcare system of significance. And uh, this was the eye opener uh, for me, and certainly for my parents with the, this uh, terrible car accident they were in. Dad was a judge before that. He was the premier of this province, but like anything else, he was a patient. His mom and dad. And were you able to see them bedside in ICU? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I remember it uh, vividly. Um, you know, my father, uh, for lack of a clinical term, he was sort of broken from the waist up. They're, they had an SUV. Uh, they're returning to Winnipeg, so they're probably going 110 clicks, and uh, they suspect my father nodded off, but. Uh, anyway, the vehicle went in the ditch and then came back up and rolled several times and he had, you know, broken ribs um, and, uh, and a, you know, significant head injury. He had just retired from the bench, uh, he, so he was 75 years old. He was very sharp. My parents were very, uh, very active and, uh, you know, that accident really, uh, really had a, a huge impact on, the, uh, on their health uh, going forward. Ultimately, they survived, but through through sitting there and being there and being an observer of, of something that's going on around you, like me, that probably had very little knowledge of, of the work that was being done, you could still tell the care that they were receiving was top-notch. And that, that truly impacted you, not only on the fact that they were saving your parents, but also on you personally, didn't it? Yeah, there's no question. It... Uh, uh... You know, seeing uh, the the professionals. Uh, I mean, literally that night, I met Dr. Perry Gray, uh, Dr. Lewis Oppenheimer, Dr. Adrian Robertson, who were the critical care uh, uh, physicians, uh, who I've gotten to know all of them and have incredible respect for them. Uh, our, a neighbor of ours across the back lane, a woman named Barry Wilson, who was a registered nurse. Um, 
she came up to visit us. She's since passed, wonderful friend of our families. And uh, I got to see from, from the point of entrance to, uh, you know, my dad was eight weeks in HSC before he spent some time in Riverview and mom was a few weeks in HSC and throughout, whether it was in the uh, critical, you know, ICU, step down unit, then on the trauma ward, uh, all the way through, I saw people working hard uh, professionally uh, to do whatever they could to uh, to help my parents. And, uh, and yeah, that left a, you know, made a significant, had a significant impact on me. And you probably didn't realize it at the time, but it was really going to change your life because, uh, what, 10 years after that, you ended up in the job that you're in now that, that most Winnipeggers know you for. Yeah, I, I was actually, uh, so that was accident was 2002, 2004. I was approached to join the Foundation Board of Directors. I, I of course, jumped at the opportunity and uh, served on the foundation board from 2004 to 2009 that opened my eyes to the importance of philanthropy, the impact that philanthropy can have during that time we undertook at the time was our largest capital campaign to uh, uh, support the development of the Clayson Institute named after Hubert Clayson and uh, I was part of that fundraising effort and then um, and then again 10 years ago this month I was uh, fortunate enough to be to be approached and interviewed and uh, was hired as CEO and uh, it's been a great uh, thing for me to be able to uh, contribute to the institution that saved my parents lives um, and does for uh, frankly thousands of others on a daily basis and uh, I'm forever grateful I, it's uh, I'm passionate about healthcare and HSC and the importance of a strong provincial hospital there for all Manitobans. 40% of our patient population on a daily basis is from rural Northern and First Nation communities. Uh, we need a strong central uh, tertiary hospital and uh, that is motivates me and my parents' uh, car accident uh, motivates me every day to work hard to um, raise funds that have an impact on patient care, clinical care and research so that uh, when people are in situations like uh, my parents were and my family was, that they get the best care possible in their time of need. And uh, that's what we do. That's what philanthropy does. It helps escalate healthcare. It helps provide tomorrow's healthcare today. And it's something that you know we, we work very hard on uh, with incredible healthcare providers uh, at HSE and, and supported by the very generous community we have in uh, Manitoba who also believe in philanthropy, know that government can't do it all, know that we need a better and uh, in more investments in healthcare to uh, lead to better clinical outcomes and better patient outcomes for all of our uh, family and loved ones. John Lyon is with us, president and CEO of Health Sciences Centre Foundation. Just a, a couple of minutes left here, John, but, you know, 10 years have passed and I always like to ask the question, what's next? From my perspective, we have aging healthcare infrastructure across this province and the need to invest in new. What's the next challenge for HSE in your view? Yeah, so, you know, right now our, our foundation has undertaken the largest campaign in, the, in our history, a $100 million campaign to uh, have HSC as a center for surgical excellence and innovation. So we all know as Manitobans, the wait lists for surgeries and diagnostics are far too long. They were a problem before the pandemic and they're a bigger problem today. So we working with hospital leadership, uh, 
uh, developed a plan, $100 billion plan to expand the number of surgical suites, to expand uh, surgical care, pre- and post-operative care, uh, better diagnostics, improved diagnostics, less invasive surgery so that patients can get in and get home sooner to the loved ones with software management so that uh, both the physicians who do the referrals and the patients who rely on that can understand where they're at in the system. So that's an important piece, $100 million. We've uh, just undertaken that campaign. We've got $75 million committed, 50 from the province of Manitoba, and we're pleased that they, you know, they supported that. We've raised 25 in about six months. We have another 25. And beyond that, you know, I look at the Health Science Centre. I spent time in there, not just when my parents were there, but I recently was in there three years ago. And, you know, our adult bed towers, frankly, are, are a disgrace. And uh, anyone who spent time in them, whether you work in there or you spend time as a patient, um, there's no question adult bed towers in HSC are, uh, one of them was built in 1913. The other one was built in 1968. They hold sort of 400 patient beds. Again, we're the provincial hospital. We need to do better. We can do better. And uh, and certainly that is a priority for the hospital. And I, I've seen it. I see it on a daily basis and uh, as do our board and, and the patients and the staff who work there. And those are major priorities. So there's, those are a couple things. And then, of course, through the pandemic, we've seen the importance of virtual care. Virtual care is going to be an, a, a, a huge uh, boon to healthcare going forward. As the provincial hospital, the key reference center and tertiary hospital, we think there's a significant role that HSC can play in the development of uh, greater virtual care applications that benefit all Manitobans across our incredible province. John, appreciate the time. Thanks so very much for sharing that very personal story with us. Thank you. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.